Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson. He's Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And he's Garrett Price. How's it going? It's going pretty swell. We're back. We got some playoff action going on. You know, teams are going home sad. People are missing extra points over and over and over again. And over again. And over again. We missed an over. Uh, So, yeah, yeah, we're back talking some Dynasty Fantasy Football. And we're talking... To the people, because we went to our Discord channel and we put out there, hey, this is a good time to begin the offseason. You've got cues, which are, you know, questions. And we've got answers, which are? A's. A's. Not HIV, A's. but full-blown AIDS. <laughs> A's. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so I strive my kids to do. Get A's. Correct. So, proud of my kids. Smart kids. Little dynasty nerds that they are. Um, so we're back talking some dynasty fantasy football, answering your questions. Uh, so we'll go through here. We got about, what, 20 questions to get through? Yeah, 15 to 20, yeah. Okay, we'll see how many we get through, right? Right. These could get in-depth. They some of, these, some of these will be quicker. You know, we might be able to answer this question in three minutes. Others might take a good 10 to 12 minutes to really kind of work through the different layers of it. So each question is its own beast. I've got to express myself. Hey, absolutely. So before we get that, I got to tell you about our friends at Price Picks. We got some big news. Ooh. So usually I know you hear this Price Picks and you're like, oh, they're talking about Price Picks again. But this is a little different because we got something to give you. Mm. It's called Nerds Giving Back to You with Price Picks. <laughs> like, we'll, don't we already have a Nerds Give Back? <laughs> I yeah, know, that's that's very different. Yeah, that is very different. We're giving that person a belt. <laughs> oh, okay. So they got a belt. The congratulations, uh, Nerds Give Back winner. So uh, you know, if, if you don't know what Prize Picks is, if you're new to the show, Prize Picks is uh, a partner of ours where you get on there, and it's the number one legal way to play player props. Two to five players, you win up to ten times your entry. Now they think they added six up to six, you win twenty five times your entry. Ooh. You can pick multiple sports on there. It's just basically over unders. It's you versus the Prize Picks, right? Like they will Brett Maher miss. Two extra points. Over or under? Over He'll miss under, under or over? I mean, Everybody will take the under. Everyone. Everyone. All bro. I think he missed three. Uh, four. Like, four straight. No, three all year. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Extra points. Four, and four in one game four is the record. record. Yep. Uh, yep. NFL record. Three three missed extra points was the record before that. Yeah. Ooh, Brett Misser. Um, so, and that's what it does. You can mix multiple sports, whether it be basketball, college football, college basketball, all these different sports you can mix together. I mean, let's just go for two, you know. <laughs> Might as well. Um, and what we're doing right now is on. Different forms of basketball, different forms of football. That's it. That's it. I mean, USFL is a different form of football. It's true. Yeah. But you said all these different sports, and you named two sports. <laughs> Just college versions of both as well. Uh, I mean, there's MMA. There's there we golf. Go. There's pickleball. I don't know. You know a lot of stuff Is going there pickleball in there? That'd be I don't excellent. Know. I got to take a look at that when I get back. Yeah. But what we're doing for our listeners only, what we're doing is on Thursday, on Twitter, look for the tweet from the Dice Nerds account. It's going to say, show me your prize picks for $200. If you sign up for Prize Picks and you use the promo code NERDS, and all you gotta do is put in 10 bucks, that's it. If you put 10 bucks in there, use the promo code NERDS, all you gotta do is screenshot your bet of your your, uh, player props of the week. Yep, Yep, your entry of the week. And that's all you have to do is just that. We're gonna pick two people and give them $200 credit on Prize Picks. And we're gonna do that for the next couple weeks. Sweet, man. So. But you have to have used a promo code NERDS to qualify. Have to. So if you use a promo code NERDS, you screenshot it under that tweet. That's all you have to do. We're going to credit your account for $200 to people. We're going to do it every single week until like March 1st, right around there. Right. Or, or until we run out of money to give because we That's might go broke. That's also a possibility. Yeah. Subscribe. <laughs> we want to give your money away to these people. So <laughs> check them out. Prize picks, best app. Let's get into the Qs. Let's get into the A's. How about you want to do it where like we each just kind of rotate going through asking a question? Sure. Okay. I'll go first. All right. You go first. This one is from Ted Weenie. Thanks, Ted. Thanks, Ted. How much should I expect in return for the 1-1? I'm rebuilding and have a few more holes in just one running back. As much as I love Bijan, it would likely be my only share. 
I need more. We hear you, Ted. Mm-hmm. I have a lot to say about this. But I asked a question, so you guys go first. I'll rebuttal. <laughs> I'll rebuttal. Uh, all right. So, so Ted Weenie, here's my feelings on this. Uh, the 101 right now. I, I never got past that, by the way. Yeah, I know. I was hung up on that the entire time. I didn't even hear the question. <laughs> I don't even know what we're I don't even to. know what we're talking about. I think Bijan's involved in this in the 101. How know. do you know what I named my weenie? <laughs> Ted Lasso. Uh, uh, so... I'm I'm in agreement with kind of what I feel like he's already trending toward, which is as great as Bijan looks like he's going to be right now. The one one is worth more than we've seen. I don't know, five, six, seven years. I don't know since Kyle Pitts six months ago. <laughs> well, I, Kyle Pitts wasn't even the one one in his class in Superflex. I'm just talking about extreme value. In st- oh. Extreme value. No, no, no. I'm talking about the one one overall. Is he at the three in first? a rookie? Is he at the three first? I think you would have to give three, three mid first, right? In order to get the one one right now, you'd have to give like six, seven, and eight to even like have a chance at it. I think Five, six, seven, whatever. I think yeah. it's three first. Yeah. So this is the the largest sum that one one has been worth in a long time. Saquon. Saquon would have been close. He would be the closest one that I can think of. Trevor Lawrence and Superflex. <sighs> maybe, maybe. But the hard part was there were so many other good quarterbacks in that class that people were also kind of, well, assumed to be good quarterbacks. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, that people, I think, were okay-ish waiting for Fields or Wilson or Lance or whoever. And how did that work out? Depends which one you got. Yes. So far, does. so good. Yes, uh, Lawrence and Fields, yay. Other two, not so much. Rock Purdy. Two first. Two, there you go. <laughs> um, so at this point, yeah, I think I think I would be willing to move Bijan, but I'm not just giving him away. I would. I would want I would want a round three first or some young players along with some first round picks right. in order to do that. And and that would be what I would not only be wanting to do, that's I would be actively pursuing selling the one one for would it be who would you take from this past year's draft as like a Brees Hall. Okay. All right. I mean, Brees Hall would be good, but if you're rebuilding, maybe you'd want a, a Wilson. Okay, or something so Garrett, like that. Wilson Garrett Wilson. And, and a first. And a first, right? That's what I'd be looking at as well. A very high first. So I can get right. like Garrett Wilson and come away with like Jameer Gibbs. Can I get Jackson Smith and Jigba and get the OHIO powerhouse, you know? Yeah, I, I would want a top six <laughs> first along with... A player... Along with Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson would count as... Yeah, because Gary first, Wilson's worth two firsts. Yeah, he's he's worth a first and a half, two firsts, somewhere around there, mm-hmm. right? At this point, I think he's worth two firsts. What he showed his rookie year in the in the sky going up, and wait till Derek Carr gets there. Wait till I, Jimmy I, G. Gets I mean, there. I agree. They're going to upgrade the quarterback situation, yeah. and he's he's going to be taken off. Yeah, and and as much as it would be fun to have Bijan in a rebuild, you're not you're not targeting running backs exactly. No. You don't so, want to start there. So all of that, I will I will say this though, there is a chance that he might be worth even more once we get closer to the NFL draft. Once we get closer to your rookie drafts, that's when. Well, traditionally, that's nobody when goes more than three first. No, I'm just does. saying. Traditionally speaking, if we're looking at the life cycle of values, draft yeah, draft values. Yeah. The highest value for 101 or any rookie pick is at the NFL draft and at their rookie draft. Unless you're a unicorn. Unicorn. I was going to say <laughs> a Norwal. Him and I play charades together. <laughs> Unicorn. Okay. Please be making a unicorn. <laughs> it's Ted Weedy on your forehead. That's what I was thinking. It was Ted. <laughs> um, so no. Okay. Matt, your take. Yes, Satan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's two horns. Sorry. Go. Uh, my take is yeah. I think it's. I think he's worth. I think it's right now. It, it would take around three firsts for me um, to move on from one one, and I think that's fair value or or a package like we were just talking about it because that's that's why I brought up Cedric Wilson. I think I think that would be a really nice Cedric Wilson. <laughs> Cedric Wilson. <laughs> Cedric Wilson in a first. They'll do it for me. Garrett Wilson. Kick return points, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Garrett Wilson and a real, and a nice first w- would do it for me as well because I just think it's a better strategy for rebuilding. But I don't, I, I don't disagree with you. I do think his value is going to, like, the value of the 1-1 is going to be going up, up, up as we get closer. So the fact that it's already where it's at, who knows what you'll be able to get in a month or, or a month and a half or two months. 
Yeah, there's two hard facts here. If you have the one one, I mean that's fantastic. And if if it's if it's your one one, you didn't trade for this pick and you didn't luck into it. Like you know, obviously if you trade into it, I have a I have somebody in my league. They finished in tenth place. They traded for the. 23 first two years ago to end up with a 1-1. Wow, nice. Um, yeah, he's in a pretty good spot. But, you know, Bijan's a... The, the, the fact is, Bijan's a very special player. A player to be 220 pounds, be able to run like he does, be able to stop on a dime and cut the way he he does, the way... The, his ability to catch the football, he's a very special football player. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be arguably my number one dynasty running back coming into the league. That being said, once you're that high, you can't get any higher. Right, like once you're the one one, once you're Justin Jefferson, there's nowhere to go but down. The running back's the most volatile position in all fantasy football. I say here on the show, year in, year out, since I've been doing this for nine years, you know, and I started hashtag two three year window is like the running back is the most fluid position on my roster. So if I have the one one, my team is pretty bad. I'm the worst team in the league. Do I really want to start building around a running back by the time I turn this around? Like, he's really going to come out and help me? Now, the good thing about a player like Bijan is you do have time. You have patience of the whole year Mm -hmm. to make this deal work. And I think where the pricing go up is when you get into the season and, you know, there's playoff contenders. And then, but then you're talking late first. Early in the draft, like if you just move back to one, two, one, three, you know you're getting that high first. And right. if you get a few first in the future, odds are their team's still going to be pretty bad because that running back's not changing their position as well. So as much as good as Bijan is, and how good he'll likely be for he'll be the outlier. It won't be two to three years. It'll probably be you know the five to seven year window for him. You should actively be trying to trade the pick because players like this don't come around often at 1-1 one, one where you get such a haul before they ever put the pen to the paper, right? Like, you have no idea. As good of a prospect he is, we still have no idea how that's going to translate to NFL. Yeah, there's a 99% chance he's going to be pretty damn good. But I was at week two at the Browns game, and we were up two touchdowns with less than two minutes, to, with less than a minute half to go, and we had a 99% win percentage chance to win the game. I left the stadium. By the time I got to my car, the Browns had lost. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how high the percentages are, you can still come out a loser. Well, remember Trent Richardson? Remember how high everyone was on Trent Richardson? He was the number three overall pick. Oh, he went to the Browns. You know, I don't know how high I was on him. I could barely keep yeah. my eyes open. Yeah. Yeah. So go get him, Cheech. Smoky out there. So <laughs> you just never know. Yeah. I mean, so you should actively try to trade. I mean, you're at the one one from the bottom. You need assets. You need a ton of assets. So unless you like made a lot of trades, you have a lot of draft capital. If this is your only pick at the top or it seems like he is here and he needs more. Yes. Trade it. But it's not one of those trades where you're like, dude, just take the best offer you can get. You want three first. Mm-hmm. And preferably you want the one, two, one, three this year, possibly the one, four there for like, their first next year, or like you said, Jack Garrett Wilson or something on those lines. So the answer is you should be actively trying to trade the one, one it's a running back. And how often do we see, and here's the best example. Jonathan Taylor comes out, has the rookie year. He has, he's the dynasty running back. One, one, the dynasty running back. One, one is he even a one, one. Now there's people, you have arguments that Bijan would go ahead of him. You'd have arguments that Kenneth Walker would go ahead of him. You'd have arguments that Brees Hall would go ahead of him. You'd have arguments, I wouldn't say this argument, that Saquon can go ahead of him. That Did pop- you see that run, that Saquon, the first run that he, he popped off? Back. Ooh, he good. is back. That spin Ooh. movie, the two little spin and spin. He's, he's, he looks really good. He's, doing be- he's peaking right now, man. He Dude. looks really good. When, when Saquon with those giant quads gets down low, and lowers that boom shoulder. You're like, oh, here comes the, here comes goodness. He's back. He's, he's strong. So, yeah, it, it's it's always going to be a fluid position. I mean, the the odds of the running back one being a running back one again the following year, like one overall, is so slim. It's happened twice in the last twenty years, right? Like Saquon comes out has his rookie year. It's phenomenal. Doesn't do it again until this year. Right. Literally four years mm-hmm. later, it took him to do. Jonathan Taylor comes out has an amazing year. How was this year? This year, non-existent. It's too fluid a position. I actively promote as good as Bijan is. You can get more assets than Bijan. Matt, next question. All right, this one's from Max Explosion. 
Are, are these coming from the Discord channel or your soft core <laughs> porn collection? Is, is landing spot a bigger deal than talent? Christian Watson and Denzel Mims are the exact same player, except one went to Green Bay to play with Aaron Rodgers and the other was banished to the Mad Max wasteland of New York. Should good players on in, to crappy situations be avoided at all costs? <laughs> this, is a, this is a family show. This sir. is the free show. <laughs> Wait for the nerd for that word. Uh, um, so what do you guys think? Well, landing spot. Well, Rich is taking a drink. Uh, I will say. Uh, let's dissect this one. First of all, Christian Watson and Denzel Mims. Same players. Uh, they had some similarities. similarities, right? Size, speed, freaks. Yeah, I don't know that I would say that they were the exact same. Right. Um, I would say they're the same, and they're both risky. Yeah, they were both players with upside, athletically upsided, athletically gifted with similar upside. Right. One had a little more to Baylor. Yeah, one went to Baylor, where no good wide receivers ever come from, and one went to North Dakota, which we don't know. Everybody going to go North Dakota. <laughs> Big time question mark. Right? So, uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know that they're truly the exact same, but, but for the argument, I understand why he sure. picked those two players. Yep. I am a pretty strong believer in the opposite, though. Me too. Um, I'm, I'm going to take talent over situation, especially because how fluid, especially in today's NFL, how fluid situations are. So, like, think about any team, literally any team, and think about where they were two years ago versus where they are now. Browns. Half of them have different quarterbacks. Half of them have other players that weren't there there. Like situations are so, so fluid. So I would, I would be on the opposite. We've seen a lot of really talented players go to bad situations and just make something of it. Garrett Wilson this year. That was going to be my perfect example. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to look any further than his teammate. I mean, right. that's it. He's an ultra talented guy that was in the same situation, literally the same exact situation as Denzel Mims, but he overcame it because his talent translated to the NFL and he looks fantastic. Yeah. AJ Brown, when he went to Tennessee, yep. nobody wanted him to go to Tennessee. Everyone right. was like, Oh my gosh, Hollywood Brown. When he went to Baltimore, Baltimore. Right. like the good players still make something of themselves. Do they maybe hit their max absolute ceiling? Probably not. Right. He would, AJ Brown would be much better with Patrick Mahomes than he would have been in Tennessee. But yes, I'm still going to go talent over situation. I'm not saying situation has no bearing on it, That'll move little things here and there for me, but I'm not going to move players up a whole tier or two just based on situation. No, yeah, I, I think rise is I, I think it should be a tiebreaker. If you yes. have guys on equal footing from a talent standpoint, you go with a person with a better situation. That's how I view it anyway. I don't think you just automatically write people off that are in bad situations. So Yeah, and most of the really, really good players go to bad teams because they have higher draft picks. Mm -hmm. So it's just the way that situation mm -hmm. ends up. You know, it's it's and this is dynasty. It's a long term game, right? Like we're not looking for a year one uh Explosion, you know, onto the scene because Max explosion, Max explosions, please. Max explosion. <laughs> That's how it works, and usually, and, and you should be okay with that when you're picking the top because you don't want your this. Listen, like if you're getting the one one and you or Garrett Wilson, like okay, you would like to have the one one next year too to get Marvin Harrison Jr. So like you want to come in, look good enough, and just good enough where you're not winning enough games, right? Because you want this to all to come together at the same time, which right. is right around like year three, and slowly get a little bit better here and get a little bit of luck on your side as well, but. Like these guys said, you know, the, the talent will always overcome for the most for the most part. Because mm -hmm. when you guys said that, you said Pat Mahomes. I was like, man, how many touchdowns would Devontae Adams score with Pat Mahomes? Thirty, <sighs> maybe. So yeah, there's better situations than others, you know. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, you could also argue that hey, this person's on a really bad team. Well, guess what? They're going to throw the football a ton, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the odds of when you have the Chiefs and the ball's rolling, a lot of those guys aren't even playing in the fourth quarter because the game's out of hand at a lot of times. Um, when you got to throw the ball to them because you're playing behind, players like that could be in a better situation. Drake London has a better chance to take a big step forward next year because he's the focal point of that offense. It's not just um, the team they're on. It's just about opportunity as well. You know, if a running back gets drafted and he's really talented and he goes sits behind um, – Josh Jacobs or Nick Chubb. Yeah, that kind of hurts. It's a different mm -hmm. situation. But today's NFL, definitely with the receiver position, at no point should you be worried about, oh, they have another really good receiver. We see year in, year out, multiple teams have that number one receiver. People slept on Devontae Smith this year. Yep. We were sitting on this podcast saying, don't sleep on Devontae Smith. Like, this guy could outproduce A.J. Brown. Like, he's that talented. And what do we end up with the season, even with the Jalen Hurts, 
we ended up with two wide receiver ones on the same team. Right. Uh, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, two yep. quality wide receiver ones that you want to have on the same team. You don't have to worry about situations like that anymore. The cream will rise to the top. So, so I guess carrying on your point here, the wide receiver position might be a little bit different than, say, the running back position, right? Because the wide yeah. receivers, there's multiple wide receivers on the field at, at right. any given moment. But a position like running back is a little bit stickier and a little bit trickier in the fact that there's usually... I mean, there's there's exceptions. There's usually only one of those guys on the field at a time, um, so that that situation can get a little bit trickier, and and maybe more weight should be put on on those situations. But, but, but ultimately, if if the person if the person behind the person that's a starter is more talented, they will find the field. A la the team that just won last night, missing four extra points, the Dallas Cowboys. They have a running back sure. that the owner comes out and literally strokes his ego and says the offense runs through him. He's the guy. He's making $20 million a year. But then you have a guy like Tony Pollard who is just too good not to put on the field. And even in his half of the carries, he ends up being a running back one. Right. So, again, that talent will rise. And we see it. We see it with the Austin Ecklers. We see it with the Michael Turners. These guys get opportunity, and they just have to be involved in the game plan. What, what if the situation isn't? that they're buried behind a bad player. Maybe it's, what if it's the offensive line in front of the, the player? And I, I, I do think that, that we've seen that happen sure. before where good players, go, good running backs go to bad offensive lines, good quarterbacks go to bad offensive mm-hmm. lines, and it does affect their play. But ultimately, long-term, good players figure it out. Yeah. Like Good players figure out a way, whether it's, okay, I'm going to be more utilizing the passing game than to, to get that was Saquon his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Elite player, elite player, garbage, offensive line, garbage, yeah. offensive line. Double what years. do you do? RB one season based on right. mostly because of his receiving more so than his rushing. So good players tend to find a way to make it happen. Will they hit their max potential on a bad team? No, but they're still going to show you that they're an elite player. I think, I think Najee is another guy as well. I mean, a guy that's, I think he's volume dependent, mm-hmm. and he went to a team that will give him the volume. The offensive line is not good there in front of him, but he still gets it done from a fantasy. He's still solid. He's, yeah. he's he, not he's what ta- he could be. He's talented enough. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That 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 he's a he's a good asset for fantasy, but he got the volume. And, and I think so. we see this happen often too, where players will get drafted to a team that already has an established running back, and that always scares people. We saw it happen with Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack. We saw it happen with Nick Chubb and Carlos Hyde. We saw it happen with Joe Mixon and Jeremy Hill. We saw that happen. Like we've seen this this story happen over and over, where teams spend a first or second, maybe not as much third, but if teams are using a second round pick on you, mm-hmm. I don't care. James Cook, a, James Cook this year. I mean, yeah. he, by the end of the year, it was taken over. If they use Kenneth a second, Rashad Penny. Sure. Yeah. The the only exception to that rule has ever been Penny and Carson. That's the only exception I've ever seen to that rule. But part of that was because Penny was always banged up as well. Never got a chance to really get his footing. Other than that, I've never seen a first or second round running back not take at least a good chunk of that rushing workload. Maybe not all of it, but a good chunk. Javante Williams hasn't yet. Well, he got (laughs) I love him. (laughs) I just, in in my brain went, he's not getting enough. (laughs) He will. (laughs) He will, darn it. And and going back to the the game of patience sometimes as well, which sometimes is playing dynasty, it's a hard thing to do, right? Like, it's a hard thing to be patient when you're paying your entry fee and you know you're coming in last place Mm -hmm. and you're like, I got to make these moves. Like you mentioned offensive line, a competent NFL GM will identify those holes and make that better. Mm-hmm. You know, what did the Giants do? They went out and drafted Andrew Thomas. They, they built that offensive line up knowing that was a weakness of the team. Right. Now the offensive line is playing really well. Mm-hmm. And what and who's benefited? Dan, Daniel Jones is looking like very good. a very good quarterback. Um Who's who's an asset in dynasty fantasy football? I'm so glad as being the former president, I have so many shares. Uh, and Saquon looking yep. like his his old self. And now what are we saying? Oh, this team needs to get a really good receiver, right? Yeah. And at the same time, they like Isaiah Hodgins has looked really good out there. Slayton's and making it work. work. They're all free agents. We'll see how that works yeah. out. So we'll see. Garrett, next question. All right, next question here from Theo Phil USJC11. Uh, I'm there. Could be other words. In there, but when it's all, I was I was gonna call him the Ophilus JC Eleven. Could be, could be, but it's probably Theo. Probably Theo. That's probably a good, good, a better spot to cut that one. 
12 team super flex, one QB, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, three flex, and one super flex. I have an absurd amount of draft capital 102, 104, 106, 11, and 12, and then 324 first. Whew. But my team as a whole is horrible. Is it worth giving up all my first this year? Every first in 23. So we're talking five picks plus Kirk Cousins and Amari Cooper. If I can get Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes, the rest of my team is pretty bad other than Kyle Pitts. And I would not be, be even close to contending. Am I better off drafting a lot of players hoping they will hit or trading almost everything for Mahomes? I would give all five of those first and Kirk Cousins and Amari Cooper away so quickly <laughs> to get Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen in, in this kind of league in this format, it wouldn't be it's not even a question in my eyes. It's an easy trade for me. Easy trade. Pat Mahomes is a kind of player that the next 10 years will carry you to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen is a type of player for the next 10 years that will carry you to the playoffs with mediocre talent around you. Now will you win? No, but you have three firsts in 2024 as well. And guess what? Those aren't uh, depreciating assets. Those are assets you can turn at any time and get those five for like all those first back. Cause guess what? They're each worth three first at the bare minimum. And I would not take three first for either of them. If I own that from Mahomes and Allen, you're saying if you offer me one, two, one, one, if you offer me one, 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 two, and one, three this year for Pat Mahomes, I would tell you no. And, and two of those picks are the 11 and 12 pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so those, those are late. Easy. I, w- I would do that as well. Those uh, are cornerstone pieces that you can, the, Dude, Theo Weenie. <laughs> Theo, Theo Weenie forehead. Unicorns. Like those are Unicorn. championship caliber players. I mean, in the original Nerd Herd League, my team, I have it's a one QB league. I have Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. The rest of my team, it's like Najee Harris. I have two running backs, literally two. That's it. I've won back-to-back championships in that league. Back-to-back. Um, sorry, Paul Winter. Uh, yeah. He seems the best. I beat him both years. It seems way better that than burns, mine, too. man. Yeah, it does, it's it does the same burn. person twice. I beat him twice. It seems better than mine. I'll, I'll admit it. But I won. And know what the X factor is? It's Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Literally, the only reason I won back-to-back championships is because Pat Mahomes. Because nothing else is special on my team whatsoever. Um, I got Tyreek Hill. He's special. Sorry. Um, but, yeah. I mean, anytime you have a chance. Apology accepted. This is, this is the whole reason why you want to gain all this draft capital. Because people get this illusion in Dynasty where, mm-hmm. like, all this grandeur, all this opportunity that they're going to get the next Pat Mahomes, mm-hmm. the next Josh Allen. We say on the show all the time, you know, it's so easy to fall in love with these draft picks because you, it, and, and to be fair, it's the only way to get most part of these guys for like, 100%. for a reasonable price. Yep. Yeah. But there's only 12 running back ones. There's only 12 wide receiver ones. There's only three tight end ones. And there's only... <laughs> So, so true. But even there, like, there's only... Can we start cutting the tight end ones, please, at number three? That would be amazing. When it comes to quarterbacks like this, that are going to be consistently a top three asset, like at their position, which is the highest scoring position in all of football, year in and year out. And maybe Caleb Williams will join that conversation. Maybe Archie Mann down the road. But those guys want to develop as well. Right. You can't even put it... like. It's hard to even put a price tag on them. Because again, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't take those three first for Pat Mahomes because those three firsts will come and go. Bijan will come and go, and Pat Mahomes will still be an elite quarterback in this league. So for me, that's an easy trade. I agree. Uh, it's super easy, man. I, for all the reasons you just said, uh, I'm not going to beat the dead horse there. Uh, just the fact that two of the picks are, are 11 and 12, like I had mentioned, that's enough right there for me to push it over the top. There's no way you're going to get a Josh Allen or a Pat Mahomes in most Superflex leagues. Uh, you know, I, I did get Justin Herbert at one at 110, so I, I guess you never, know. you never, ever know. That's just a bad league you're in. Well, you're in the same league with me. Never happened to me. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we could see the same kind of thing happen this year with, you know, depending on where Will Levis goes or Anthony Richardson goes. Same type of thing could happen. Sure, sure. It could pan out. Yeah. I mean, Lamar Jackson went later. You but know, but, but why, why bother taking the risk if you can just sure. throw a couple extra picks at it and eliminate the risk? Because, I mean, right there, you, even if you use two of those picks for quarterbacks, who knows if you hit – and then, you know, you only have three three picks left over. So you're just throwing three picks on top of the two picks that you would be making to make quarterbacks. 
and and you're assuring yourself that you're getting two stars. Yeah, no, you're, two talking, you're talking Jordan Addison, Tanks Bigsby, and Michael Mayer. You know what I mean? Sure. So, uh, which are good players. Go, all yeah. good players. They go with CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. Yeah. Right. Or Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen. Right. The one thing I will say, I feel like we're forgetting a little bit in this equation, is you are also giving up Kirk Cousins and Amari Cooper, which it's not the end of the world, but those are assets. They are. No, absolutely. So those are, especially in a super flex league, Kirk I won't, Cousins. I won't miss you. He's been a, he's been a quarterback one every single year. Have for like fun the shopping at the Gap, Kirk. <laughs> Five, six seasons. So I, I agree with you guys. I would make the deal as well. I just, I don't want that to be overlooked. Uh, in this equation, those are good assets that you're giving up. You forgot your Cole's gift card. <laughs> <laughs> it's Cole's cash. Bye. As good as cash, man. Yeah, it really but is. same thing. If, it, if he has so many holes, Amari Cooper and Kirk Cousins, by the time he turns this thing around, they're no longer even assets. Oh no, like, no, you you need to move those guys. I'm just saying, those are those are valuable pieces to a contending team in a deal as well. If you're out there listening and you're the one offering this trade, what the hell are you thinking? You end up with Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen, and now you want to go around and get all this I wonder. I wonder if it's maybe two separate teams he's trading with, and like this is the total package. Maybe, yeah. Because if I have Mahomes and Allen, like the total package, why would you, why would you move both? That seems silly. Drugs are bad. That's why <laughs> Nancy Reagan got it right. You know? Oh, Dare man. to keep those kids off drugs. Next question. You guys ready? Yeah, I'm yep. ready, man. Lambo 88. God, 88 Lambos. Sounds rich. Mm. <laughs> For a contender, which, if any of these are a sell prior to the start of the season, finish third and trying to figure if a mid to late first plus for any of these players is a good plan. So a mid to late to first plus for... Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, George Kittle, he has Kelsey, um, Javante Pittman, single QB, half PPR. So mid to late first for any of these players. Um, wait, plus, mid to late first plus. Are, which, wait, sorry, which of these are a sell prior to the start of the season? Oh, which of these are a sell? Okay, because mm-hmm. that completely flips my thing. Yeah, I, I mean... Say. Right. They're all, I mean. Aaron Jones, I think, is the first one off my list, right? The, f- the first three guys, I right. think, are all easy sells. Um, You're, it's going to be hard. George Kittle isn't as easy. Well, I guess if you got a. We got Kelsey. He's had like half a good season lately. Yeah. And it's the most recent half. When Debo's gone. But it's, yeah. He's been very inconsistent for a long time. A lot of good weapons on that team. So, I mean, Aaron Jones, right off the bat, who knows? Obviously, he's 28 now. Yeah, the problem is you're not getting a mid-delay first for Aaron Jones. Aaron Rodgers, you know, who knows what he's doing next year. It sounds like Aaron Jones is a free agent, if if memory serves me. Is that correct? Or I don't no? think so. Uh, I think he's got one or two more years left. Oh, they they just signed him, right? Yeah, like I think two years have, ago. I think they, they have an out in his contract. They might. That might be true. Um, most I, of these guys have outs at let me, coming let, up soon. Let me look at his because like him and Cook and Mixon all signed at the same time, basically. I think Dalvin Cook's still worth a late first. Um, I think you could still get a late first if, for if you're a contender. I think George Kittle is worth a late first because if you need a tight end, he's worth a late first. Mm-hmm. Javante Williams, he's worth a mid first. You know what I mean? Pl- like plus if, for me, a mid first plus a Aaron, first and a second. Aaron Jones' deal. I knew there was something going on. His cap hit goes from. Five million, five point nine to twenty million. What's his dead cap? His dead, his dead cap is nine. So they'd make a, a ton, uh, you know, under the cap. They'd they'd make eleven million bucks if by cutting him yeah. by getting rid of him. Ah, uh, so especially or, with the restructure. And that's the thing that the GM came out and said, "We want him here. Um, we just got to make the money work." So they might do a restructure of I some kind it. of this contract to get him to stay. But that still doesn't eliminate the fact that who knows what's happening with Aaron Rodgers and he could just be on this team and Jordan Jordan Love could be handing him the ball. Which, uh, that is a big difference. Which is a big time difference, I think, in his value and just all around that whole team. So big big one right there. For, for sure, I'd get rid of Aaron Jones. I mean, even being half PPR, like it makes Pittman, you know, you can sell Pittman if you want for a mid first. Um, I'd be okay with that. Javante mid first plus, most likely. Yeah, because I mean he even even coming off injury, most most dynasty rankings that I've seen still have him as a top ten running back, um, coming into this year. So I would, yeah. If, I would, I'm a, if you're a contender though, I mean you got to keep some of these guys. You do, right? yeah. I mean you can't you can't sell all of them. Um, Aaron, Aaron Jones would be the quickest one I would sell. Me, me also. 
This is the game of Dynasty as a whole. Like, everybody's for sale at all times. It's just, in your league, what's the price? Right? And where's your team at? That's, That's it. And what are you looking to do? If you're looking to win, then you're not really selling. Like, you're buying. If you're looking to reload or gain some draft capital, then, yeah, you're selling. But it's everybody... Kittle is, makes a lot a of price. sense to me since he already has Travis Kelsey. I can't imagine there's ever a time that Kittle's going to be in your lineup outside of injury above, yeah, above Kelsey. So I think he makes a lot of sense to sell. And then you could still insulate your risk by using a second round pick to get a solid backup because this isn't this is half PPR, so there's no tight end premium or anything. Yeah, get yourself a, a you know a solid backup for Kelsey, but utilize. There, there's, it's a good tight end class. It is. So you'll, there's going to be some really good value because these running backs are going to go. Your first round is going to be pretty littered with running backs. Mm-hmm. There's going to be really good value in the second round. If if you have some tight end needs and you want to take a couple of dart throws on some guys that are really high upside, I would start I would start targeting um, second round picks, like mid-second round picks. Dude, they don't even have to be high second round picks. If you can get 2-5, two, 2-6, two, two, you can come over with like Three pretty good high upside the only guys, guy, one of them will hit. The only guy that'll probably go above that at this point is is Mayor. I think everybody else in the class you'll be able to get after that. And point. right now, uh, during all the mocks, which you can download the Dynasty Nerds mock draft app, uh, which eventually be turned into the Dynasty Nerds app, where you can have all our stuff on there. I saw it yesterday for the first time, and it it's made me beautiful. go from six to midnight. Um, but Michael Mayer even is going like late first. So if you do want to practice for the twenty twenty three draft class, da- go to the App Store, download the Dynasty Nerds app, and we have a mock draft tool. All the rookies are in there, and you can literally adjust your picks. So if you have, if you have the one one, the one two, the one seven, one eleven, two four, you can put all those in there and draft just like you would draft. And that also is relevant to this question. You know, like who are, who am I going to be able to get with a mid first? Yeah. You know, what I go go out and practice. See see who you're getting mm-hmm. in these mock drafts. See if if the person that you're getting is a better long long term play than an Aaron Jones or or uh, George Kittle, who's really your second tight end on your team. So that's the kind of stuff that you have to think through and kind of strategize before you make a trade like this. So the mock draft tool, that was a great mention and, and a great idea for, um, for anyone out there kind of struggling with these same kind of questions, go out and use these tools. That's what they're there for to kind of answer these questions. We build them. Yep. Absolutely. It's it's to be all encompassing. Mm -hmm. We're here to put you in the best position. That's why I wish you'd see the giant dynasty GM 2.0. You're gonna be going crazy over this thing. Next question. Next question uh, from young goat 88. Last one was Lambo 88. This is Young Goat 88. All right. All right. Here we go. Are there any veteran running backs, 27 years of age or older, that you are willing to purchase at cost this offseason? Dips in the values for guys like Cook, Kamara, feel like something to capitalize on now before they could possibly rise when the season starts again. This is the the right time to buy running backs, uh, to buy any actual player, not pick. Correct. Um, now, now is the time all through the summer up until about August when people actually have to start putting these people in their lineups and they're like, oh, shoot, this rookie's only projected to get four points this I week. I need to get some points. Dang it. Alvin Kamara is supposed to work. Give me 52. So th- this is definitely the time to do that. <sighs> this is a cop-out answer, so I feel bad for saying, but it, it all comes down to what are you going to have to pay for these guys? If I'm having to pay what we talked about in the last question, I'm not paying Mm-mm. a mid first for Dalvin cook. I'm, I'm honestly not paying a first for any running back over the age of 27. No. I just won't. Right. Can couple, I pay a couple of seconds? Can I pay two, three mm-hmm. and you know, a Elijah Moore? Sure. I'll do that, but I'm not, I'm not going to pay. I'm not going to pay one Oh nine, one Oh eight for Dalvin cook for Dalvin cook. So that being said, I, I'm fine with getting any of these guys for a one-year rental. Cook, Kamara, uh, I, I think at this point we've seen Zeke. I think we've seen kind of the end. So Probably, but I mean, the reason I'd still buy Zeke is two reasons. One, his price is just plummeted. It would and have to be like 212. I, I would Zeke. pay, I, if I if I need a running back and I'm like, a, if I have two running backs, and I, say, I need one more running back, right? Like just for the depth to have a guy mm-hmm. who has a good ceiling is I'd pay a little bit more for Zeke just because the odds of Tony Pollard being there next year are pretty mm-hmm. low. So his carry should still be there. He'll be the guy that's just, 
He'll be like the Mike Davis next year, right? Where he's just getting the carries mm-hmm. and he's going to finish. I mean, he finishes like running back 16 somewhere around like this year, splitting with Tony Pollard, who's a running back one. So with Pollard gone and Zeke's still very viable in the passing game. So maybe his, his role transfers that way. I think he still holds enough value where he could be an asset. Now as you're running back one, but as like your third running back. Like if you go into right. a season, hey, I built this team. I have some really good assets. I have I have one eight this year. Like I, I went to the playoffs. I was one and done because... X running back was hurt. I went to it with running back, running back. And now you're going to year two with those two running backs. Say it's like J.K. Dobbins and um, Najee Harris. But those are only two running backs. Mm-hmm. And you get Zeke Zeke Elliott for two eight, which is hard to get any running back as a starter for that kind True. of price tag. I think I think Zeke's probably the best bang for your buck on value. I think Kamara might still hold a little bit more value than Zeke. But if you're looking for the cheapest running back at that age price point that could offer the most upside, I think it would be Zeke Elliott. Because one, we mentioned earlier, Jerry Jones still loves him. He, he still owed a ton of money, so he's not going anywhere next year because he still owed a, a ton of money with Tony Power leaving. I think that's probably your best bang for your buck. Next question. All right, next question. Mike's Ditka, uh, value of the 102 this year, cost to trade into 101. Strategies for making the most of that pick if you're looking to contend this year. Need a proven asset at quarterback. What do you guys think? So there's two sec- second questions. Is this two questions like the cost to get to 1-1 and then he needs yeah, a proven so, quarterback? Let, let's talk about the difference between 101 or yeah, one, one, and one, two. Yeah, two more first. <laughs> but should it be? <laughs> should it be? But should it be is the question. Do we value Gibbs that much lower than, or if this is super flex, he didn't say, if this is super flex, then Stroud, Young, Levis, whoever it is, is it? are they that much below? Because to me, I think the t- the perception tier is bigger than the actual tier. <sighs> If I had, if I need a proven QB, I think the best value to go out and I think what people would call like an overpay, say you had one, two, right? Which I think he does. So he has, yeah, say he has one, two, it's super flex. Yeah, I mean, you can infer that from this, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? From that. So it's super flex. And a guy comes to you and he's like, and you go to him like, I'll give you uh, Daniel Jones for one, two. Now I can see Twitter going, what are you crazy? Give me one, two. I would smash Daniel Jones there. I don't, I don't think I would. I would. He finishes quarterback nine this year with no wide receiver assets really yeah. as, as, as tangible. He's got Brian Dable there. He's signing. Uh, they're going to extend him. They just want a playoff game with him. He looks fantastic under Dable. Dable's got a really good track record with uh, yeah. his quarterback play. He's going to be the quarterback of the future. He's uber athletic. We talk about on the show all the time. Nobody gives him enough credit, uh, credit, credit for, for his yeah, athletic ability. True. He's a big, strong running back. One, one of the bigger running backs in the uh, quarterbacks. quarterbacks in the league that gets those rushing, uh, gets those rushing yards. As quarterback nine last year, as a QB one alone, finished at quarterback nine, he's a top 15 overall fantasy scorer, Daniel Jones. Jameer Gibbs, as nice as he is, is great. Now, if you like Bryce Jones uh, or Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, that's great as well. But he said he wants a proven QB. To me, in my eyes, Daniel Jones, with the help of Brian Dable and that offense this year at Mike Kafka, have entered that conversation as a proven QB. And we want, we always look at the upside. What's the upside quarterback? The one has some athletic ability that gives you some rushing yards. He's given you 40 rushing yards a yeah. game. I mean, look at the playoff game, what they did, I, Garrett, with no running yards. I, they I rushed him on design runs over and over and over again. My, my, me saying I don't think I would isn't saying that, like, oh, that's ridiculous. Like, I had to think about it. It is close. Um, I think the reason I wouldn't at this point is because even if maybe he is actually worth that, which might be true, I don't think public perception has him there yet. I agree. You don't have to do it. What you do is you trade back from 1-2 to 1-5, and then you give up 1-5 for Daniel Jones, and you take that extra second you got that's now uh, 2-5, so you have 2-2 and 2-5, and you come up with Daniel Jones. Yes, I didn't follow all of that, but I, I think I know what you meant. And yes, use the extra. <laughs> he, to pointed, get, he pointed at me, so I got it for sure. You got it for sure. Yeah, he pointed all that energy right <laughs> but, in here. But I, I think from it. what I understood, yes, I th- utilize him being undervalued and utilize one, two, maybe being a little overvalued and make that work. And I knew I was going to talk about this at some point in the podcast. I was trying to hold off because like my whole goal this offseason, my Super Flex League was just to go out and get Daniel Jones. I really like, I don't have him. And anytime I talk about stuff on the podcast, people are like, oh, you give him one-two for him, huh? And, you're and like, now you're ah, going to have to give a one-two. Uh, that's all stick. <laughs> <laughs> all 
I, I literally was trying. Uh, I had a deal pretty close in place to get Daniel Jones for a 24 first. And then he wanted to wait for the playoff game. And then the playoff game went really well. Press just went out. And somebody traded him straight up for Tua instead. Wow. So, okay. which is interesting. I would rather have Daniel Jones than Tua. I don't know. I don't know where I'm at on that. I, I, think it's a, I think it's a fair trade. Those concussions scare me. I get that. I get that. I, I People are worried about him losing his job. I don't. I don't really worry about it as much. Like, I guess Lamar could go there, but he's had he's had a couple of really bad concussions. Yes. And the way the state the NFL is now, um, with him, if it's like if he's getting these light hits and he comes back and he's signaled on the sidelines that like he has a concussion and now he's sit out longer. Right. Again, I mean, is Daniel Jones the prettiest out there? No, but I mean, he, he tripped over nothing running for a touchdown. So <laughs> <laughs> definitely not the prettiest. Definitely not the prettiest. But if you if you sat down and you looked at the quarterback landscape right now, how it is, mm-hmm. and you went through it, you would, I mean, you would have Daniel Jones in your top 10. I wouldn't. Top 12? Maybe. I mean, it, like, listen, if, 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 you, if, you, if, if you told me Watson. he's 100%, he's going to sign a long-term deal with New York. 100%. Then his his price goes up, and I think his ranking for me goes up because I mm-hmm. think he's in such a perfect situation Which, for him. I, I do think they will sign him to yeah, a long term. I'll, I'll tell you right now, hundred percent. When we get my old crystal balls, I mean they're dusty, but I'm blown. It has been a long time. It's been a very long time. All right, real quick, because you said top ten. So here's here's kind of our consensus top whatever right now. Nope, <laughs> nope, that wasn't it. That was <laughs> That's the one. Jones, though. Uh, obviously, he's not going ahead of. Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow. None of those guys, right? No. Okay. Dak Prescott. That's really close for me, if I'm being honest. I don't think so. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Dak for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, easy. that's fine, but it's, it's, it's close for me. These next couple guys that feel like they're ranked too low, Jalen Hurts. He's not going to go above Jalen for me right now. Daniel Jones averaged one point more per game than Dak Prescott this year. I still the, the the track record the weapons I I would I'll, I'll take Jalen Hurts. Okay, Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence. I'll take Trevor Lawrence. All right, so he's at nine, ten. Justin Fields. <sighs> Better offense, right uh, in New York? Yeah, I would take Justin Fields. The, uh, the ceiling is ceiling is higher, is much much higher for sure. If he there, ever gets the passing game figured out, right? I. But the, the floor would be about the same as what, even if he doesn't figure out the passing game. I would draft Justin Fields first, but I think the best bang for your buck is Daniel Jones. I would agree with that. I'll sell Justin Field, I'd rather sell Justin Fields for Daniel Jones plus, which I think you could too right now. I don't, I don't disagree with that. The, the ceiling from a fantasy standpoint, I think, is, is similar. But how long does anyone put up with him if he can't throw the ball? We'll see. That's what that's what I'm worried about. The, the thing is, the whole Justin Fields narrative that he can't throw is is odd to me because he can throw. I mean, he, he was great ball. at that in college. We sure. we didn't realize he was quite this athletic. His deep ball accuracy is really good. Yeah, so I, he'll get that figured out. I'm not. I mean, I think my it. point is like I think I think a move in dynasty right now that I would love to make. Like if I had Justin Fields, mm-hmm. is a trade for Daniel Jones and plus. Like, can you like right now the Justin Fields hype with that Russian? Like, you might be able to get Daniel Jones in a first. Last one, real quick, Deshaun Watson. Daniel Jones, because he's at 11 for us right now. Um, I would... Because two is 12, so we know where you stand with that, because you said you would do it. I already it. know Matt's answer, so I have to answer that, because he hates Deshaun Watson, because he's just pervy McGurvy. Um, <laughs> Deshaun is not me. Yeah. <laughs> I just so, want to be yeah. very, Clarify very that, yeah. clear on that um, one. <laughs> I would, if I'm being honest, if I'm being dead honest, I'd probably let my homerisms get in there, and I would just want to have Deshaun Watson, because he's a quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. Sure. But they're pretty, I mean... It's as of today where it stands are really close. I can see the end of next year easily being Deshaun Watson. You, got, you guys watched um, that situation a lot closer than I did this year because you guys were actually watching the games. Did he look better towards the end of the season? No. Watson? Yeah. No. He, he had better, better than week one, the, his first game back. But he was still misfiring? Yes. He was not himself. He was not the guy that we saw in 2020. Okay. Here's a good one. Kyler Murray or Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones for me. Because the, G- the GM. Oh, the, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Dude, Kyler Murray. The GM came out there like, we'll have no egos in this building. Things are brewing. I think. I think. But that that contract's so big. They're not. You could trade him. You could trade him. But that he's going to be playing somewhere. You think the commanders would give you multiple firsts and take the contract? 
Probably, but the, he's still playing. Like, that's what I'm saying. His contract is so big. He's playing for a while, no matter what. I would rather have Daniel Jones as well. I think I would. Kyler Murray's a little walking injury bug. I would rather have Kyler. I, 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 I have Kyler on the team, and I have Daniel Jones on the team, and I feel better about my Daniel Jones share. No, I'd want, I'd want. Because I, I, I know, I know that Kyler has much more day to day upside or week to week upside, mm-hmm. but he's going to miss time, um, almost guaranteed. He's going to miss a four to five game stretch, and now he's now he's injured, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he's a little guy. He's a tiny guy. How is he going to come back from that? How is he going to mentally come back from just having a, a pretty bad injury? It was ACL and more, right? They were. Was there more going on in that one? I can't remember. Uh, I don't remember. I don't think so. But I, I could. I could be wrong. I felt like there were a lot of ACLs and stuff. I felt like it was a PCL thing. And I'm, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else as well. So I, I don't. Don't quote me on that one. But I, it's just oh, what. In my one league, where Why are you text him during the show. No, in my one league that I'm in, that I have Kyler Murray, I was going to craft a trade to get Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, because I have Pat Mahomes, and I got Daniel Jones, Kyler Murray, and Pat Mahomes. <laughs> you already have him. You can't even trade for him. <laughs> Suffer and succotash. That's so funny. All right, next question. Uh, we, well, let's let's skip the next one, and it's you. But we kind of already touched on two a little bit, so yeah, okay. For sake of time, because we're we're running Where out. Where we at real minutes quick. wise? Um, well, we were at forty when I, we just started that one. Man, we're at fifty. Yeah, okay, so we got enough for like a couple more. A couple more. We'll skip let, that. Let's one. not try and spend as much time on these. Let's try and get through these. We'll, we'll do the best we can. Okay. We're a little over an hour. Oh, I mean, I'm fine with that. Brandon Mitz, how do you view Mark Andrews' value going moving forward in non-tight end premium? He was off to a strong start before injuries derailed him. He is still only 27, but Lamar's future in Baltimore is murky at best. Um, I think Mark Andrews is going to bounce back hugely. Um, I think it was a little bit of a rough patch. He had horrible quarterback play for most of the mm-hmm. season. And... If Lamar comes back, I think they are, have a good enough connection. If it's not Lamar, they're not going to be bringing back these two guys that they have now. They're going to have a better quarterback right. situation. Right. So um, Mark Andrews, I think, is is the most stable fantasy asset in the passing game so uh, on the team. So I, I value him very highly. I, I think this is a good buy low opportunity 100%. On, yes. on Mark Andrews. He's one of my favorite buy lows right now. And there's a good chance, I feel like, Greg Roman could be gone. Uh, we'll see. I, I could be wrong there, but there's been a lot of rumbles, rumbles sure. about mm-hmm. them maybe moving on from him. So we'll see over the next offensive couple. coordinator for people that. Yes. Yes. Um, and if so, you would assume that they would go to a more traditional passing offense than what we've seen in Baltimore for the last few years, unless Lamar is still there. And, you know, but if Lamar's still there, we know Mark Andrews is good with Lamar. Yeah. So right. we're fine. But if if not, chances are they move on. They might start fresh on the offense from that perspective, and we'll get a more traditional pass first quarterback, and all will be good there. So I, the ninety five percent chance that he ends up in a good situation. Yes, there's that small five percent chance they get stuck with Huntley or something like that, and it's not great. But overall, I think he's a great buy low. I mean, if they if if they try to roll with Huntley for a full year, it's gonna be bad they're going to be clearing house. You know what I mean? Yep. That's going to be one of those things where Harbaugh is gone at the end of that. If right. that's the decision that's made, yep. do yourself a favor, go put an offer out for Mark Andrews. Yep. Next question, Matt. Andrew too true. So I say, we're only rolls off the tongue. Uh, is Dak Prescott, someone we should be exploring selling this off season. It seems like he had a pretty down year and is getting a little bit older. Finishes quarterback 18, ever 17.8 points per game, 29 years old. I assume he's talking super flex, and I am not selling. No, I'm not selling either. I think he looked really good in that playoff. I was going to say, there were points in the season when it things weren't looking great in, in Dallas in general. They were working out some of the, but there was also moments of, like just amazing. Euphoria. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Euphoria was a great word. And this, this past weekend was one of those moments. Um, so we know what it's like, what what it can be like when everything's clicking, right? Dalton right. Schultz was down for a little bit. Ga- um, Gallup was gone for the majority and of the year. He was year. coming back from a hand injury. He's a quarterback. Right. Like, exactly. So things are clicking now. 29 is not old for a quarterback um, at all. Especially uh, in today's NFL. Absolutely. So, no, I'm not looking to sell him. If anything, if it opens the it open up, opens up the door for a buy, uh, I go out and get him in Superflex. I'm with you in, in the potential shot that, 
Zeke could be maybe gone, that would only probably force them to throw the ball more. Uh, so, and we kind of saw, remember the one year where he was on pace for 7,000 7, yards, 7,000 uh, yards and know. 70 touchdowns. <laughs> so I, I think if anything, we'll, we'll see, cause Pollard will probably be gone. If they bring him back, then they're going to be throwing the ball to him a lot as well. So right. it, it, I just don't see a scenario where he's not throwing the ball a good amount to good players. I just don't see it. Next. Next. To uh, Trojan Guard 25. From weeks 11 through 17, Rashad White, Isaiah Pacheco, and Tyler Algier all finished as running back twos. For each running back, are you selling or holding if offered a 2023 second in a super flex league? Would you buy any of them for a 2023 second? Nope. I wouldn't buy a single one of them for a second. I'd sell all three of them for a 23 second. Rashad White offers some upside there, but at the same time, I think I think Lenny showed that Lenny's done right. Yeah. Um, so Rashad White has a, a shot at being the guy there next year on a team that is grossly over the cap mm-hmm. and probably isn't going to have Brady back. Yeah. So uh, selling Rashad White is a good idea. I like that guy quite a bit. Um, Pachenko, I like his running style. I think it, he adds some toughness to that team. Uh, uh, so from Kansas City standpoint, I think they'll have him stick around and, and kind of fill the role that he's filling now. Mm-hmm. So he's the guy that I would probably hold on to uh, out of these three if I was going to pick one because Tyler Algier, I, he had the quietest 1,000-yard season of any rookie, but he did crack 1,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, With the extra game now sure, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Still 1,000 yards. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't believe in the talent. I don't think no. he's ultra-talented. I think he's a guy that's just getting the volume at this point. and. He, they can come by and, and draft another guy that's better than him next year, and he yeah. can be replaced. And that's, this isn't to say that they won't hold value in twenty twenty three. I don't mean it like that. Like they're, like, I'm not saying like, oh, I'm not buying them. Like they're all trash. Yeah, like probably all. Literally, they all have legit chances to be the starter for the twenty twenty three season. I don't view any of the three as long term value there, and the odds of them being the starter in twenty twenty four to me are under fifteen percent. So, so for me, I'd rather take the twenty three second. And how deep this running back class is. Find somebody there. Yep, 23 class. We like it. A second round pick would be pretty valuable this year. So next question. How do you determine if a player is a sell high kid? This is from Brad. This is from from Brad. Brad. Tell us who it's from. So, I mean, when's a a player a sell high candidate? When you've, there's there's a couple different ways to look at a sell high candidate. One is they've reached peak value, right? Like we see these running backs all the time, like the Miles Sanders. Mm Mm-hmm. We talked about Bijan at the beginning of the show. There'll be there'll be a player this year that gets overhyped in the Josh Walker. Yeah, right. How dare you? I know you said you talked about him as an argument for the top running back. I was like, Psh, I think he's no tremendous, way. but that's just me. Um, again, I'm just so far I'm right, and you guys are wrong in a year in, right? We we said he was running back too as well. Okay, I'm just saying. So, so how are we wrong? Don't talk down on Kenneth Walker. I'm going there and throw I think he's my fine. Left I toe. I think at he's you. great. Um, I think he's great. Uh, so it's just it's when a player reaches peak I value. I just had guys like Cedric Wilson. <laughs> I mean, um, no big deal. Cedric when <laughs> when a player is forced into it's Garrett Wilson. Oh yeah, dang it. When a player is forced when they have false stats, which is they are inflated by um, injury, right? Like oh wow, George Kittle is doing really good right now because Debo's out and Brandon Ayuk isn't playing. Um, when, you know, anytime they're, they're forced in a situation where their target, their target share unrealistic, mm-hmm. um, and they finish at uh, their high, like a high finish. You never look for them to repeat when they've reached uh, a certain age, when it's, if a 26 year old running back, gets 350 carriers. Sell, <laughs> sell, yeah. sell man. Cause it's the wheels are going to fall off. It, it's, but, I mean, yeah, it's, that's the, that's the sell high moment. When you're playing dynasty, when you look at your team, it's, it's a constant evaluation week in, week out of the value of each player, right? Like, what's their long-term value? What's their short-term value? What's their, where, where, where is it? Where are they on that cheap, that peak of value? And, and you're, and you're literally, you know, the game of dynasty is buying and selling at the right time. So, so these that's are all, the game. Those, those are all like, um, I guess not cookie cutter. Cause that's not, uh, but they're generic, um, kind of answers. It might be more specific, like in your league, 
there's three or four guys coming after him. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden the price of that player in your league, which is the only thing that really counts for any sort of real trade, the price in your league, that player is up. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's maybe the point that, you know, Hey, this is a sell high window for me. And um, it's, it can be tough to know like the exact price. So for me, I always put it in terms of picks in my brain, right? Just because the, I always know the price of picks players values fluctuate quite a bit, but picks are the kind of the easiest currency. So if I look at a player and say, what, how many picks, how many mid first could I get for this player right now? If I think the value of those, that many picks is higher than the value of that, of that player right now, then we got our answer. Yeah. Sell high, buy low. It's literally the game of dynasty fans football. I tell people all the time, they're like, can you, exp- what's the easiest way to break down dynasty? If you want to like be an analyst, who to draft, who to buy, who to sell. And what, dynasty when, fantasy and football. When to do it. Yeah. Yep. Do it right now if you want to get frisky. Mm. Next question. I think it's you, Matt. Oh, I thought it was. <laughs> Come on, idiot Camnesia. I forgot he just did Brad. Brad. Uh, Brad. <laughs> I'm just sitting here waiting. <laughs> idiot Camnesia. <clears throat> I think that's where you break Probably. I think that's where you break that one up. Or idiot I Camnesia question. Um, how do you evaluate smaller school prospects compared to power five prospects? Each prospect you have to, you have to look at as independently as you can, but you have to understand that even if a player is dominating at, at a smaller school level, you have to really evaluate, are they dominating because the talent is much worse or are they dominating because they're strictly that much faster, mm-hmm. that much stronger, have that much better vision, that much better. Like, so it's, it's, it's difficult to evaluate the smaller school prospects because, and even, even the ones that aren't playing in like the sec or the big 10, you know, sometimes it's, it's even, you know, the, the ACC the might as not be as strong or yeah. And the Mac or, you know, whatever, even, even there, it can be a little bit different because none of these guys are going up against true NFL talent. That's why one of my favorite times of year is like senior bowl Yep, because it's a level playing field. Everybody's playing against the same guys. Everybody's playing, you know, so I love kind of seeing how those competitions work out. And usually the top players from the senior bowl end up being really good players. It's, and, it's and, how we fell in love with Cooper cup. It's yep. how we fell in love with Debo Samuel. Remember you Christian know? Watson was dominating this year. Sure. Yeah. Look I what mean, he's doing now. It, like it's a big game. It really it, is for a di- from a dynasty scout aspect. I mean, literally we, we, we watched it every year. We come and play, come away with players like, wow, we really liked Cooper cup. Sure. We really liked Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. From those and, games. and that's why, that's why things like the senior bowl, super important. Cause you're actually getting to see him play football. But if you've if you've looked at the tape and you're almost not watching apples to apples, you know your division two, division one um, mm-hmm. type of stuff. If you you have to look for can he do things that will translate to the NFL? Not like is he wide open mm-hmm. and making a catch and running on the field because that does not happen in the NFL. But you have to you have to look for instances. You have to disregard the statistics completely. Right. You have to look for instances within the tape that show hey he can he can juke he can he can make defenders miss he can he can stem stack do all the things that you need to he can go up and make contested catches Mm -hmm. in small in in, in tight windows and stuff like that so those are the type of things that translate small school to the big nfl and exactly um another thing is you know is the speed of the game too fast from that's something you see at the senior bowl but also nfl combine is the perfect way to get these guys i think what you're seeing on on tape is it the same as the as the big school guys is he running as fast as those guys mm-hmm. or is it just that the competition is slower even things like like vision are you know it, it just you can see it on tape it doesn't matter if they're playing against high level guys or or you know max school guys or division 2 like you can see if they're able to anticipate the hole they're able to anticipate where they need to go those are things that it doesn't you don't have to be a big school or a small school guy to be able to see yeah i remember back when we were scouting uh cream hunt out of toledo and matt and i were a lot of other dynasty rankers were giving him a second round grade we end up giving him a first round grade because of all the stuff that he put on tape at the time, his contact balance was second to none at the time. Like it, it really blew us away. Yep. His vision was really good. His pass catching ability. And we thought like, Hey, 
what we see on tape here can translate to the NFL. Mm-hmm. And it's just about having those traits in those you know, that, that, that will carry over. And he was a senior bowl guy too, right? I feel like he was. I don't recall. Was, I, would have, I would have to look it up, but like I, I feel like ago. he came in and, and did something somewhere where Longer we were like, there we go. Yeah. That was early. That was draft breakdown mm-hmm. film room. So, sure. yeah, I mean, there's a lot to go into it. You know, there's a lot to look for and a lot to be patient for because sometimes it is too. It just takes patience for these small time schools as yeah. well. Obviously, running backs have a quicker opportunity for success than a, a, a receiver. You know, I mean, go back to one of the first questions we had earlier in the day where we saw, hey, where does, where does uh, a good team put a player? Well, we saw uh, a player that had really good tape, that had really good draft capital, that went to the best situation possible, the Kansas City Chiefs, who but was a FCS school, and that's Sky Moore, mm-hmm. and it did not translate. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, I'm not like I'm not freaking out about. It, right. but, I mean, that's a that's another that's good, a good example. example. Saying, yep. Oh, like Denzel Mims and whatnot. Like here's a player that was a second round pick that went to a team that needed a number one receiver. Right. They had fantastic tape to go with it and it in year one it didn't come together yeah because it's hard for a small school kid to put together so that that makes to me sky more a buy sure than anything else but that's that's how hard it is sometimes and for these these fcs kids you have to preach patience outside the running back it's so hard to get any player to get that instant gratification and that's hard for some people to do because we get so spoiled nowadays with instant gratification just looked it up by the way cream hunt was in the senior bowl and they like highlighted the fact that he did so well in his rookie season on their page and everything so that's that's why there we go it was a confirm for me so that's it, everybody. We're back next week. Uh, like I said, get out there on your app store. Download the Dyson's app and have some fun with that. I've been doing some startup mock drafts. Those yeah. are just fun to see for value on there. And start practicing for your rookie draft now. It's so fun. You can dra- uh, adjust those picks. And coming very soon, I don't know how soon, that app will switch from being just a mock draft tool app, which it will always continue to be, mm-hmm. to be the Dynasty Nerds app. Ooh. And Dynasty Nerds will be on an app, and you'll have it on there. So make sure you get there and download it. We'll be back next week. Sounds great. Adios.